Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this emergency episode of Off the Bench. Uh, as many of you know, we weren't going to release anything this week. We had recorded an episode on Tuesday. A great full, episode. With the Monday. full crew. Um, Neil was back. It was great. We had a great time. The, 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 the takes were hot. Volcano we hot. Volcano hot. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, due to the... Um, we're not quite famous enough to afford the best quality equipment yet. Not so. like Joe Rogan and the Pope. The Pope. Uh, so, unfortunately, the file was lost. We were going to go a week uh, without any releasing anything. But just couldn't stay away because last night, a big moment happened. And we're recording this on Friday afternoon. It's about 3.20 Mountain Standard Time last night, less than 12 hours ago. Or just over 12 hours ago, I guess. I had no idea. 15 why. hours, maybe. Uh, Taylor Swift dropped her new track, Look What You Made Me Do. And the internet is ablaze. So, unfortunately, Neil is away for the weekend. And I don't think he'll be here for next week's episode on Tuesday either. So Wow. But Neil is safe. Neil Neil's alive. Yeah, we, he's we, fine. We didn't... We didn't Fire him behind the scenes. No, he's, he's, he's still, never. No, he's still going to be around, but Adam and I are just going to pump out a little quick one here. I just need to get, I need to get my feelings on Taylor Swift off my chest. So thank you for joining us for this emergency pod. It's, it's an emergency. You're here with Adam 100, folks, and of course... Host Nick Good. Um, so let's just get right to it, Adam. Let's get right to the, the heart of the matter. Look what you made me do. The new track from Taylor Swift drops, and everyone hates it. Yeah, it's a bad track. Everyone hates it. It's not a very um, good track. Here's, here's some of the quotes I've, I've gotten. Of course, I posted an Instagram picture of myself yesterday listening to the track. Some comments people put. I've heard, well, you said, it's a bad like, Katy Perry yeah, song. Like bad Katy Perry, I've heard, yeah. it's a bad Britney song. Oh, okay. Um, I got another comment. I missed the Our song. Taylor Swift. Wholesome. Taylor. Wholesome Taylor Swift. Taylor. Honest Taylor. Okay. Where do I start? Okay. The song itself is probably a 6 out of 10. That's generous. In my opinion. Now, I'll be quite honest right from the start. The chorus, the refrain, it sucks. It's... It, it, I get that. I Now that people have mentioned that, I do hear that sort of like low quality, like blackout era Britney on it. The Katy Perry, I, I get that. It's it's sort of just that generic kind of poppy. There's a weird 808 drum behind it. It's a little it. hackneyed. It's yeah, a little bit played. But before that, we got the pre like the pre-chorus, the other parts in the song, and it's the lines. It's what Taylor sang underneath the not maybe the not so great production mm. and mixing and engineering, but the writing, the heart of it. Is but does what, she write her own? Yes. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Not she has she does. has she has some writers too. Okay, yeah, uh, they all do now. Okay, but her first two albums, I think, she were all on her own. Well, that's when everyone loved her the most, right? Nah, but she's been never been bigger. I suppose. It's like she said one of the lines she says: "The keys to the kingdom they used to be mine." Mm. All right, Taylor. Taylor's out for blood. All right, Taylor's out for blood. Where's I have the lyrics here somewhere? I got to so some. Now, go back. All of you, all you Swifties, go back, listen to 1989, listen to the track, I Know Places, the, the, the penultimate track of the album, the second last track. A lot of similarities to this song in the way it's constructed, the things she's talking about, lashing out at the media, at, at the haters online, right? 
Um, if you need to look up the lyrics to that song, Adam, I got them right here too. Oh, wow. So she says things, so in the song she says stuff like, um, good to see we're out, we're out in plain sight. I can hear them whisper as we pass by. It's a bad sign. It's a bad sign. Something happens and everybody finds out. See the vultures circling in dark clouds. Hmm. Love's a fragile little flame. It could burn out. It could burn out. And then the pre-chorus there. Because they got the cages, they got the boxes and guns. They are the hunters. We are the foxes. And we run. Mm. Right? Okay. And another okay. line she has in there where she says, uh, they'll be chasing their tails trying to track us down because I know places places we can hide. Um, and there's another line there somewhere where she says, uh, oh yeah, uh, loose lips sink ships all the damn time, but not this time. Hmm. So, hmm. she's been there. There's been this undercurrent of you know Taylor going firing back at the media. There's a couple lines in uh, in blank space and even in uh, Shake It Off, especially Shake It Off, where she shakes throws it, it off, throws it back at them. Love now there's rumors. So and that that so that builds off that there was rumors that she had a, a she was putting an album together. The whole Kimye thing happened last summer. She scrapped it, and then she re she wrote this new one, which is going to be Reputation, drops November 10th. Wow, can't wait. Um, My voice uh, cracked a little. Yeah, so you're I so excited. 16 again. Um, and, but part of me thinks that maybe that's true, but it sounds like if you're connecting from her last album, and keep in mind, I Know Places is the second last track on, that, on 1989. The last track is a song called Clean where she's washing everything away. She's starting fresh. So part of me thinks that Taylor had this bubbling all the time. And then you, the collective you she's talking about me. in, in, I, uh, in uh, Look What You Made Me Do, brought it out. Taylor's out for blood, guys. She's out for blood. Like I said, let's let's now let's look at some of the lyrics. And but but I just isn't it a little bit tired? Hasn't she been out for blood for a long time? No 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 no. She's out for look. She's I don't like your little games. Don't like your tilted stage. The role you made me play of the fool. No, I don't like you. And then but and then the hard part. This is the part of the song that's great. If there's anything you're gonna go back and listen to over and over, that's gonna. Th I think this is actually the hook that keeps you coming back to listen to it. The first pre-chorus that comes in, it's got that like sort of like serial killer sounding piano in there. There's some hand yeah. claps back there. Yeah, yeah. You know? But you're, you're going to go back for the but like I got 10 seconds? But I got smarter. I got harder and harder in the nick of time. She says my name in the song, too. So Yeah. Honey, I rose up from the dead. I do it all the time. I've got a list of names, and yours is in red, underlined. I check it once, and I check it twice. Oh! And then it goes into the, oh, look what you made me do. That yeah, not-so-great part. Terrible part. Um, the world moves on, another day, another drama, drama, but not for me, not for me. All I think about is karma. Hmm. And then the world moves on, but one thing's for sure, maybe I got mine, but you'll all get yours. Fuck yes, Taylor. I love it. But, I and just... I, but, I, but I got smarter, I got harder in the nick of time. Honey, I rose up from the dead, I do it all the time. I've got a list of names and yours is in red, underlined. I check it once, I check it twice. Oh, and then she talks about, I don't trust nobody, nobody trusts me. I'll be the actress. Wonder why. I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams. She's talked about that before. She's a date, a nightmare dressed up like a daydream. She says that in blank space. And then, of course, the part that is polarizing, but I think I just put puts the cap on it. I'm sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Stupid. Why? Oh, because she's dead. Stupid. You part. killed her. You all killed her. It's a stupid. She ain't coming. You want you want the hour song Taylor. You want the wholesome Taylor to come back. I love that Taylor. Teardrops. Who killed her? 
No, everyone! Who? You pushed her! Who? You pushed her! Who? How? All of y'all! On the internet! Kanye, Kim, everyone who's... And they didn't do that to anybody else? This whole narrative of hers is played out, Oh, man. no, it's... That she's so hard done by, she's it's not, played. No, she's it's not, played. she's not saying she's hard done by, she's just... She, I don't think she's playing that... Vic, I don't think it's... It's a victimization, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's... But oh. it's not in the sense where she's hard done by, she's just saying, you push me, you push me, well, now here I am, now, now I'm gonna lash back a bit. And you're a big pop star, you're allowed to do that. Media's on you all the time, everyone's throwing shade... Saying you can't, your relationships are fake, which a lot of them are probably are, but I mean, fuck, you really think Rihanna and Drake dated, for God's sake? No, it's me. Like, up. come on. Taylor, I'm not, I'm not going to go there and say that she gets, gets it worse than other people, but I think she gets a lot of criticism. She doesn't deserve a lot of the time. People say, oh, she dates all these guys, she breaks up with them, and she writes songs about them. I'm sorry, what is like rock and roll and pop usually based on? A lot, it's just a that lot she's very public about it. She's never met, once mentioned an actual name in any of the songs. People have only ever No, I know, but she's very... Out. You know, it's it's very clear to people. Listen, I, I'm not a Taylor fan. I don't listen to her music, so I don't really know too much. But from what I can glean from the, the lashback is that she's made it pretty obvious who these things are about. But I just think the whole narrative is, like, very played. Oh, look, this guy hurt her feelings again. She's been writing songs about that f for... 10 years? Yes, more? country music's been sustaining itself for 50 years on that. Yeah, but country music's fun. Taylor's fun. That song's not fun. That song's not fun. Song's not fun, but it's setting a tone. I think that, and I, I said to you this before I started recording. The song's not great, and I think, and everyone who's piling on, calling it a dumpster fire, it's trash, it's no good. It's you're bad. playing into her game. This is what she wants. She wants this. She wants you to push her into the corner again. So, because when you step on the snake, the snake bites you, buddy. She's hardly a snake. That's what. That's what Kanye. That's what Kim called her. Yeah, but she's. That's that. Apparently, she's a snake. So you step on the snake, the snake yeah, but bites you. People at. say that all the time. Snake this, snake that. You're playing cat. into her game. Pile on the hate, and Taylor's gonna. She's gonna come in for you. She's, this this song and this album is gonna be a fucking double finger. There's gonna be Stone Cold Steve Austin giving the double bird to the crowd, man. Well, if it doesn't make money, then it won't be worth shit. For oh, it's her. gonna. It's gonna make money. Well, not as much as it could if it sounded good. It sets the tone for what the album's gonna be. Garbage. No, it's gonna be petty. It's gonna be narcissistic. It's gonna be a little contrived. It's gonna be beautiful. I'm much too old for it's that. It's gonna be beautiful. I'm much too old. But I realized something, Adam. This is what I realized at this whole endeavor, talking to you about it, talking to other people, defending, defending it to other people. And I realized something. That over the course of the 12 plus hours since the song came out, and I've listened to it close to 20 times. Jesus H. Yeah. I, so a few years ago, I was maintaining a blog post. Or, sorry, a blog. And I had a blog post where I talked about the idea of music and how people... Fans of music and fans of bands. And there's, there, you get to a certain threshold as, in fandom where you can look at, you can parse apart which are your favorite albums, which albums are, you know, quote unquote good, which ones are bad. I think I talked about it for a common example for like Rush fans a lot of time when Rush moved into the 80s, they were like, well, no, those albums are like, like older, you know, you get that for any bands. Oh, their, their early stuff is their best stuff yeah, or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... You, Sometimes that you get polarized, but then you can move past to, uh, through a, a point in fandom where, no matter what the people put out, you're gonna love it no matter what because you're just so invested and you're so it's, it's just ingrained in you that you, it, not, nothing can tell you that it's bad. Even though, like in your heart, you probably know it's okay. If I were to do a list of Taylor Swift top Taylor Swift's top twenty eight songs because she's turning twenty eight. Oh, in cute! December, very cute. Right after the album, actually, I think maybe I'll. 
Maybe we'll do a podcast where I'll, I can, I'll do the 28. But if I was going to do 28... You can do that one alone. If, I, can do, if I was going to do 28 Taylor Swift songs, this song doesn't come anywhere near that. I couldn't even name more than three or four. Oh, God. So. We're going to get you some education, friend. But um, I'm good, thanks. But sh- this song doesn't go anywhere near that, but I still love it. There's still And it's, it, it makes me hungry for what's to come next. Because here's the thing. This fandom, sometime years ago, I don't remember exactly when it was, Taylor Swift handed me some Kool-Aid. And I got drunk on that yeah, Kool-Aid. Yeah, you drank deeply. I got drunk on that Kool-Aid, my friend. And the hangover hasn't set in yet. That's the only way I can look at it. Well, don't you think that maybe, I mean, if you have to defend the song so much, like, you know it's not very good. It's not right? great. So if you have to defend it so much, I mean, maybe... But there's just... parts of it that I like. But what if, what if the album comes out and it's not very good? It's hard to sustain then success you go back, forever. Then you go back and you listen to Red or you go yeah, and no, listen to... Yeah, no, I'm not saying it ruins her. I'm just saying, like... Speak now. You know, maybe, uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that good. You know, it's kind of like Blake Bortles. All right. No, it's not like Blake Bortles We can all. wrap up. No, we'll, I'm we'll just talk, We'll talk a little sports here, but I just want to say, you did this... All of you, you haters, you did this to her, and that's that. That's what you. This is what you get now. So that's all I'll say. Taylor, you got me, girl. Can't wait to see you when you come to Rogers Place and do five shows. I'll go to all five of them. You know what? Maybe it's more like Blake Bortles than I thought. Because what you just said, you all did this to him. And now this is kind of funny. Maybe I'm reaching, but like his problem. And now I know nobody cares about the Jags, but I don't care. I'm talking about Blake Bortles anyway. His problem right now is just very mental. In that. You know, after the snap, he's he's lost. Like he's just making poor decisions. You know, he's throwing to guys who are in like triple coverage. Like what what are you doing? You know, I mean, or double coverage at least. He's not throwing to the open guy. He's making poor decisions. He had an okay game last night, like not bad. But again, he's playing against like the second, third, fourth stringers of the Carolina Panthers. So I would hope he would dismantle them rather than have an okay game. So the big development though, related to Blake Bortles is actually only tangentially related to him. And the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Duval Disappointments, Shad Khan, he said he's very much open to signing Colin Kaepernick. He said it's a football decision, but he said he would welcome it. He said he would not personally do what Kaepernick did, but he very much respects his right as an American to do so, would welcome him onto the team if the football personnel thinks that that's the move to make. I think anybody... Watching this situation unfold in Jacksonville, all seven of us can definitely <laughs> agree that that is the move to make because there is nobody else out there. You don't want to go with Chad Henney. You certainly don't want to go with Blake Bortles. I mean, come on. Sign the guy. He's Give a him a job. Fourth overall pick. Blake, it doesn't matter. I just, it's and just so sad. Here's, here's it's an just interesting sad. thing him too. So the way his contract is structured, because they extended him another year at $19 million. Oh. It's a lot lot of beers at Lemon Bar. Oh, God, it's his beers for the rest of his life if he plays his cards right. Invests a little bit, buys into Lemon Bar. He can live at Neptune Beach forever. But anyway, (laughs) and he will in infamy. But if he... So the contract is protected for injury. If he were to play this year and get hurt, he is owed $19 million next year. Doesn't matter what Mm. happens. But... If he doesn't play this year, if they sit him on the bench, they can cut him next year, and then between this and next year, they only have to pay him $6 million. 
Oof, man. The so NFL is ruthless. ruthless. It's ruthless. Like a state. Are we in Commonwealth? Because it's ruthless. it's ruthless. Hey, let's let's talk a little Big Brother. Oh, man. Oh, wait. Okay. I haven't watched that Los Angeles episode yet, so okay, we can't really Okay, we can't. Okay, well, that. we'll save that for next yeah, week. But, but yeah, ruthless. But so that, so $13 million in savings potentially, which could pay for, I don't know, at this point, maybe three Kaepernicks, because I'm sure yeah. he's not still asking for 10 mil. If he is, it's one Kaepernick and a third. So. Pretty interesting how that's structured. So they could choose to don't cut him this year, just sit him all year, and you save thirteen million dollars, hmm. which is uh, you know something for a team that struggles mightily. Mm-hmm. Even though their owner is a multi-billionaire, like you know he's not going to sink in more money than he should. So pretty interesting. Could be something going on with Kaepernick shortly because if they they haven't named a starter yet, that's unusual. Yeah, and something's got to happen. Real quick, so that's your that's your Duval update from uh, your correspondent who is probably what three thousand kilometers away At from least. the Duval, if not more. Yeah, right in the mix. Interesting fact you told me today about about Jacksonville yes. and Duval County. And Duval County, Jacksonville comprises the entirety, pretty much, of Duval County, making it one of the largest cities in area in the United States. I don't know why they did it that way. Maybe to fit in more strip clubs and and you know <laughs> pawn bars. shops. So. Works for them. Couple quick hits and we'll wrap up this uh, pop up. This quickie. Yeah. Uh, any comments on the fight, the Yankees? The Yankees Tigers. Yeah. No, hey. not not that other fight that's this weekend that we're not going to. We're, talk not, talking about. About we're not talking about. We're not talking about. No, no Fuck care that for that. Shit. No, you know what? Well, the one thing I'll say without naming yeah. names, it's like the country's in shambles. And we have to watch two fucking morons jot each other and make over a hundred million dollars each. Like fuck that shit. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Well, all right. So MLB. Well, that was one of the rare baseball fights where some punches were thrown. Um, Cabrera, right? Cabrera, but also Gary Sanchez threw in some cheap shots, and he might get a bit of a suspension. But worse than a suspension is he's going to get plunked forever. Like, guys are not going to forget that. The old guard, oh, you threw some cheap shots, Gary Sanchez. You're a young guy. You're going to get plunked for a while. No, it's nice to see, you know, some fire. Uh, it's always fun this time of the year, especially like the Tigers. I don't know what they're getting <laughs> jazzed up about. They got nothing to play for anymore, so maybe they're mad about that. Yankees are in the mix, so obviously there's emotion there. Um, but it's it's fun to see a baseball brawl that actually uh, has punches thrown instead of chest bumps and a couple of shoves. I like how Cabrera like squared up as if he's been there before. I highly doubt he <laughs> knew what he was doing. The punches belied that he did not know what he was doing. He's kind of he's swinging like a cat, you know, and cats like <laughs> he sort of did this weird like round like, like, like the he, Alexander Semin. Yeah, like he's he's not familiar with with a cross, that's for sure. And his okay. hook is soft, but at least he tried. That's that's something. So no, it's it was a good fun brawl, and I'm sure you know they're all better for it. No, I have no idea. But they got to Blossom Steam. Boys will be boys, boys right? Boys will be boys. And they were. Uh, the Asks play tonight. We're both going to the game. What a thrill playing the hated we didn't Rough Riders. Rough Riders. 40,000 expected. Well, oh yeah, because they don't have the whole thing open. Yeah. Right. Um, we didn't talk about it last week. Finally, boys finally dropped to the, to the Blue Bombers. And you know what? I mean, with the injuries that they were facing, it was really only a matter of time. Each week, I mean, more injuries piling up and they were just fighting against the odds the whole way, so I'm proud of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're basically they've already clinched a playoff spot anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yep. It's let's see what we do from here on out. Here we go. Big, big, 
big night next to the watermelon heads and the pilsner hat wearers. Yeah, they sake. they are classless. Yeah. They are classless, and uh, they don't have teeth, and they have sex with their cousins. Uh, what do you think about uh, the state of Bachelor in Paradise right now, Adam? Man, end uh, of last week we saw we saw Danielle. She left, but her and Wells, yeah, the bartender, they shared a God, passionate it was moment. God, was, it was beautiful. I was really happy to see that Danielle seems like a great girl going to Africa. Going to Africa to help kids. Help like, the kids. And, and Wells is staying in Mexico to get adults drunk. Yeah. So, so right, they're a they, match made in heaven. They, they have priorities. I mean, Dean is a Dean bad is guy. Dean is a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Yeah. I mean... Like, heartless. So, for those yeah. of you who haven't watched, this is what Dean does. So, Dean and Christina, the Russian the Russian immigrant... Love her. Yeah, she's death. adorable. They, they, they've, they had a thing for a bit when the show was suspended. Dean went to... Con- She's living in Kentucky. You went to Kentucky to hang out with her. They went on like a road trip, I think. Cute. Um, so they come back and Dean's being all like, oh, I'm the douchey guy in college. Like, I got mine and now I'm not yeah, kind of not interested. Yeah, a little bit coy. So then, what's her name? D-Lo, Danielle L, shows up. And she's all up on Dean's junk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she wants to get her stank on his hangdown. Oh, as no. Her even as Raven As Raven might say, you gotta throw a little twang. Stank <laughs> on your hangdown. So, oh. she's all up on Dean's shit. They go on a date. They share an impassioned kiss. Dean's a little into it. But then he start, it looks like he's gonna reconcile with Christina. They're getting ready to have a good night, hanging out by the bonfire. Christina's feeling good. She, Christina's feeling she good. tells she's, she's, she's feeling she's, good. I think she's, like, even leaning on Dean. Yeah, she thinks things are turning around. Dean gets up, goes to the bar, what well, looks like going to the bar to get himself a drink, but no, instead returns, and in front of everybody, presents a half-birthday cake to D'Lo. Brutal. 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 I can... I, I, my jaw dropped. Hit the what, floor. I... I in front of everyone, and the poor girl Christina just Crushed. convulsively bawled for yeah. hours on end. But Alexis went to comfort her because Alexis is pretty cool. She's pretty cool. She's funny. I like her. She's hilarious. Her personality is great. Oh my god! Great, really fun girl. She, she throws more like... f bombs than I do. Yeah, no. Well, she, she sounds like she's from Brooklyn or something. <laughs> yeah. Like may, I'm just guessing somewhere in the area, or maybe if she, fucking Boston. If she's from Philly, oh, oh. I, I'm about. I'm into that. That'd be all right. Well, she's from fucking Boston. Been to she's fucking not, Worcester. She's not from Boston. She's not from where? So Worcester? Nah, she's not from Worcester. She Been to the from... beaches in Worcester? There's no beaches in Worcester. No, the fu- buddy. I've been to the fucking beaches in Worcester. No you ain't seen beaches. a beach. You've seen in, the fucking it's... beach. So you've seen the beaches of Worcester. You've no, seen a beach. There's no beaches. Yeah, I implore all of you to look up <laughs> the beaches of Worcester. And if you don't know how to spell Worcester, too bad for you. That sounds like a... Too bad. The beaches of Worcester. Yeah, like, it's like a Harlequin yeah, novel or that? something. Uh, the beaches of Worcester. Uh, His shirt billowed in the wind as he... Yeah, any other... Any I don't other, know. Anything else? Open floor it? We had some well, emails that we we did read emails on the do last you wanna, episode. Do you want to do them? I want I, I want Neil to. Yeah, be. but he's not here next week either. I mean, we should just do the emails. I okay. think we should do them um, because I don't want to leave these guys in the lurch. Like they need the the questions answered. Yeah. They need answers. Okay, I need to look it up then. So just vamp. Vamp. Well, I'm vamping. You know, while I'm at it, uh, I think I mentioned earlier a volcano hot take, <laughs> and here's a crazy thing. I read a story online. Because that's what the kids are doing. Uh, and it's not new. So maybe, you know, if you've heard of it, my apologies. But so there's a volcano somewhere. I think in the Pacific. Deep ocean. It's an ocean volcano. And there's goddamn sharks living inside the volcano. So how crazy is that? <laughs> that is insane. Like, like sh- volcanoes are crazy enough, right? It's like, you know, underwater. It's really hot water, I assume. Probably some, 
noxious gas, things like that. But there are sharks living in the volcano. So not only is it bad enough that you find yourself in this volcano, mm. if you were to find yourself there, there's goddamn sharks in it that may or may not, you know, eat you, depending on what they're into. I mean, ridiculous. What kind of sharks are they? Uh, ah, big ones. I think, you know, there might have been a hammerhead in there. Maybe, a, you know, I, I don't know a lot of types of sharks. But uh, ones that could definitely I'm just curious what kind of shark up. can live in a volcano. A very special shark. Okay, here we go. So, Jerome from Calgary messaged us. My boy. Yeah, Jerome here. Love the show, guys. Let's chat about the Oilers cap situation with the recent signing of Drysaddle, which we did talk about on Tuesday as well. Yes. We have uh, $14 million in cap space next season, according to Cap Friendly. Now, the cap will go up, but what do you think happens with Pat Maroon and others? Obviously, the season will dictate what we do, but... Who would you lock up, buy out, or use as trade chips? My feeling, Jerome says, is Sekera, uh, bio could, is a Sekera buyout could happen. With Benning and Slepeshev used as trade chips. He also lists some UFAs. Maroon, Latestu, Jokinen as UFAs. RFAs, Strom, Nurse, Benning, Kajula, Slepeshev. So, cat situation. What do you think, Adam? I think we're actually in a better situation than a lot of people think. Um, regarding Maroon... I think he'd have to have a, just an obscene season to make more than like four mil. And mm -hmm. I think we can afford him at four mil if we really want to. Alternatively, maybe, I mean, we don't have a lot of, a lot of young depth coming up that way that's quite, you know, bubbling under yet. So it wouldn't be we just slot someone in there. But if we can sign the guy for four mil a year, I think that's not bad. I mean, he'd have to have a huge year to command more than that, I think. Um, you know, I know he's American. He might want to take... Maybe an offer back home. Yeah. But. St. Louis. Yeah, you just love St. Louis. So we'll have to see what happens there. But I think it would take a lot for him to make more than four mil. I think our young D-men in Nurse and Benning also would have to have huge years to command a lot of money. Um, Benning especially, I think, it would be really hard for him to even progress this year. From what he did last year. Where he came in as basically like, if he would have had a good year in Bakersfield, that would have been good. Yeah. Uh, and he came in and, and solidified an NHL Like position. there's a chance he even has a, a regression. Yeah, like exactly, like a slight regression. Now, there's a lot of things he did well that makes you think he'll probably at worst like stay the same-ish, but yeah. he's going to have to take on a bit of an elevated role. Uh, now, the good thing last year about Benning that I actually found out, so it's good that I'm answering this email now, I guess, that I found out since we last recorded, was that he played a lot of his minutes against elite mm -hmm. competition, which is unusual for a third-pairing type guy. He played about a third of his minutes against elite competition, and did just fine. So that's really promising. So I don't know if he can take another big step forward this year because he, he really jumped a lot of steps last year. I don't know why you'd buy out Sekera. I guess no. maybe just because of the, the the length of the contract. You can't trade him. He has no trade clause. Well, you could trade him, but if he has he no agrees, trade clause. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't see any point because I just don't see Benning and Nurse getting good enough on the left side. Not yet. Or Russell. Like, the, who else are you going to have play up there on the second pairing? Like, because you have you have Clefbaum who's entrenched there with playing with Larson, mm -hmm. but I, I don't see. I guess like you said, unless Benning and Nurse, just yeah, go like expand. I don't even know why you have to buy out Sekera. Why can't you just trade him? I don't think you. I don't think that even uh, if you have to get rid of him, I don't know why you have to buy him. I don't think there's any reason to buy him out. No, and I don't think there's any reason to get rid of him either. Because the thing is, we have that cap space. Including Ryan Nugent Hawkins making six million. Yeah, and that's you have one year left with him while uh, David's on his rookie contract. Yeah. So you might as well. He's. I think personally, he's dead man walking. Yeah. I think this is sort of like a, a you know 
a last chance or a last go around, like a home run la- or a for him. victory lap for yeah. him yeah. with uh, with the Oilers. Whether it comes to a trade at the deadline next summer, you know, at any point, I don't know. But you just you can't afford to have him as a third line center at six million, and even even six million for a winger who's even, who's going to play with McDavid is still pricey too. So I think he's the one. The only other one that could cause issues is Talbot. That's the only one I could see yeah. causing some issues. But I think with Talbot, though, when his contract's up, he's a bit older. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one thing I was going to ask, in your opinion, what do you think could save Nugent Hopkins on this team? Like, what kind of year would he have to have? No, personally, nothing. And I don't think it has anything to do with how well, how poorly or well he plays. I thought he was great for us last year. I think he's yeah. developed into a really good two-way yeah. player. It's just the economics don't work anymore. I agree. And that's all it comes down to. It's not like, it's the same reason, like, Chicago had traded all those guys after their cup run. It's not, you, you, you don't get rid of these guys because you don't want them anymore. They're not valuable. That is why you get rid of them because they are valuable. They're too valuable. But you just can't afford them. And, you know, and that's, that's yeah. all it comes down to. Unless he would, were to take a pay cut is the only reason he, I could see him see, staying on the team. What if, I mean, this is like a wild scenario. I don't think it would happen. But imagine somehow he's, <clears throat> supplants Patrick Maroon on the top line left yeah. wing and has amazing success there. And amazing success to me is not 60 points. No. It's like 75 or more. Like if that somehow, now I don't see it. I don't, don't, don't see that. But see, I think that's the only way you could say And that's the thing I was going to say about Maybe. Pat Maroon is that like, I'm not like, I just, I don't feel like I'm as crazy about him as other people are. Well, they like his size. Like I'm not, and he's got some speed and he plays well with McDavid, but like, if Pat Maroon had a shit year this year and we had to we had to trade him or let him go, like I wouldn't be sad. No, I mean it's it's kind of easy come easy David. Go. Like you have you he's Crosby, he's and he's gonna be. You can put almost anyone on his wings and he'll they'll be successful. You would hope so. Yes, you would hope so. Okay, Did we else? answer that well for Jerome? I, I think, think so. You know, funny fact about Jerome and I: we're uh, actually twins separated at birth. I'll let the rest of you figure that one out. Ah, yeah, he'll know what I'm talking all about. All right, yeah. Um, all right, and then the other one we have. Hey, so we had two emails, emails this week. Hey, OT beers, MLB question. With umpires now protesting, uh, this might be old news now, but yeah. With umpires now protesting the recent treatment they've been getting from the players by wearing some white wristbands, uh, do you believe the protest? This protest is justified. Personally, this is uh, this is the writer speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe the umpires' performance is just being judged more carefully, and they don't like that. In response, they've started to lash back with unfair ejections and numerous confrontations with players and managers across the league. For example, the most recent-ish now, mm-hmm. Ian Kinsler situation. Mm-hmm. Would love to. Would just love to hear your thoughts on the situation. P.S. I hope Neil is back this week safe and sound. With love, Sugar Lance. Neil third was time, back. Third time, Sugar Lance. Neil was back. He was safe. And now he's at a bachelor party this weekend, so I cannot vouch for his safety any longer. Well, he's going to be hurting tomorrow, I <laughs> yeah. promise that, but he'll be fine. I'll give a little background on the situation, because Kinsler, that's not, the, that's not what really started this, in my opinion. So, not too long ago, maybe a week or so before the Kinsler event, which happened maybe five days ago now, five, six days. Pardon me, actually, Kinsler was about a week ago, so this Joe West business was a week prior or so. Country Joe West is a long time jackass umpire uh, who is known for being a dink and um, and that's pretty fair to call him that and he was interviewed and he said that the whiniest player in the league is Adrian Beltre Adrian Beltre argues calls great that's his prerogative he's allowed to do that for his candor Joe West was suspended for a few games 
And the umpire said, well, geez, that's no good. And then Kinsler, in an interview, says, Angel Hernandez, who is another umpire, should find a new job. Mm. And Kinsler just gets a slap on the wrist, just gets a fine. And for a guy who's made a whole lot of millions in his career, not a big deal. So the umpires say, well, hey, we get a lot of verbal BS thrown our way. We're going to protest that. We want something done about it. So that's where this came from. Now, I'll say, in the umpire's defense, they do get a surprising amount of calls right. By the most recent metrics, they get almost 97% of strike calls right, Hmm. which is remarkable. That is really, really good uh, for a human, especially when we're talking about old guys. These are not young guys with, you know, hawk eyes. These are old guys who have been around, but whatever. That's pretty good. I think what people don't like about umpires is that it seems to be it's always a big call they miss. Yeah. Or that they'll miss a call, they'll get asked about it, and decide they're the show, pop, you know, pump their chest, and, and then they kick a guy out. And they're judge, jury, and executioner, which is why it's really bad to see them bait a guy into an ejection when they get to decide who gets ejected. Right. So my opinion of the umpires, the other day I said to throw them in a volcano. Now, I've already talked about volcanoes <laughs> today, so I'm going to change it. I'm going to say, put them all in a rocket and shoot it into the sun because we can use robots if we really have to. So these guys have zero leverage, like zero. And um, as much as they do a good job, a robot would do a perfect job. So I really got, I got no sympathy for them. They make fine money to referee a child's game. And when they mess with people who don't like it so much and someone calls them a fucker, Man, people call me a fucker for, like, very little in my day-to-day and life. Usually that's how I greet you in the morning. Yeah, I don't even get paid close to what these guys make, and I, I take verbal abuse plenty. So, yeah, I don't have a lot of sympathy for them. And just so you know, that protest ended within, like, 24 hours mm. of it starting. The league said, maybe we'll look at it. And uh, maybe they we'll said, that's good computers. Yeah, exactly. yeah, maybe we're going to replace you with Zingbot. Maybe, but... maybe we uh, maybe see it Thanksgiving. Yeah, they see it Thanksgiving. Then they pull out the piano wire, yeah. Joe West, Gonzo. All right. Anything else you want to chat about? Just wrap this up. I mean, you know, is there a lot going on right now? No. Did we did we touch on Dry Settle? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Like it. Like it? Eight and a half, right where I want it. A little bit, a little bit more, but I'll take it. Eight yeah, years. Yeah, a little bit rich, but I like the control. Eight years is good. In a few years, if he continues to be what he is now, or even gets better, that's a bargain. So that's what you pay for then these days. Kyrie, huge. Thomas trade. We didn't talk about Boston. Boston, I think wins that trade. But the Cavs did excellent. They did excellent, considering the circumstances. Don't think the Nets are going to be as bad as people as they have been though. So getting that Nets pick, I think, was easier. This year was the year for Danny Ainge to give it up. So well, Danny Ainge is like the smartest guy, so he knows what he's doing. Gotta make some bad trades. Trades everyone's. That's not even a bad trade I made. So thank you, everybody. This pop up went a little longer than I thought, but hardly a pop up. Yeah. So, but next week we'll be back Tuesday recording. We'll have it up on Wednesday. No corrupted files. I'm gonna make sure of it. We're gonna practice. So and just like Sugarlands, just like Jerome from Calgary, we want you guys. We want to hear from you guys and gals. And whoever. So, <laughs> is, the message us? is that the pronoun now? <laughs> Whatever. So, so send, us, send us an email, otbcast at gmail.com. That's otbcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at uh, off the bench cast. Neil, how's that Instagram page? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not coming along. No, not so long. It'll come. And uh, till next week. We'll, uh... Ugh, brutal. Till next week. 
Still in the shadows of Roger's place, we're back on the bench. 